0: You guys hear that buzzing in the background? That's the freaking air conditioner. So it's going to buzz through this whole episode. You know what else is buzzing? Me. But what else is new, right? What else is new? Let's get in it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Mind of Manson podcast. I am your host. It's me. Colorado recording artist Emiliano Manson. You know what freaking time it is. It's podcast time. You know how we get down. You can find us everywhere you find your podcast. Just type in the search engine Mind of Manson. And that is M A N S Y N for those of you who don't know, for those of you who ain't up on it. Um, you can follow me on the social media platforms, follow me on Instagram. At Manson M A N S Y N eight three zero five. I use that the most, so I know you got one too. So you guys follow me on there. Anyway, man, we chilling today. We kicking back, kicking back, recording the podcast. You know, what are we gonna talk about today, though, Manson? I don't know. Whatever's on my mind, Manson. See, I talk to myself sometimes. Except sometimes I say things to myself that hurt my feelings. And then I say stuff back to myself that hurts my feelings' feelings. And then my feelings' feelings' feelings chime in and it's like, Stop being a little bitch, both of you. Shut the fuck up. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The wax got to me. wax got the best of me again. The wax got the best of your boy again yes it did now i know how i feel about it i was like you know what i'm not going to get that high today just a little bit just a little bit to take the edge off just a little tiny bit to take the damn edge off a couple hits later the torch fell over and i burned my hand (laughs) not very bad but I fucking touched the glass and forgot it was hot. It was pretty tight. Never touch the, sto- the stove when it's hot, kids, children. This new generation. Maybe if this new... Nah, shut up, Manson. You're gonna get fucking in trouble. Then you're gonna get your podcast banned. And then you're gonna have to fucking come up with a new name and a new identity. If I got banned off this podcast, I'm gonna knock on some fucking wood. I'll just keep my mouth shut once in a while and not say fucking horrible things. Um, What would I call a new podcast? We go from the Mind of Manson to what we've created for the past like 20, 21 weeks, which is pretty dope, to having to start over. I'd do a podcast about awesome B movies. Fuck yeah! In it, it, the podcast would be called "Be My Friend." I'd have to go by my government name though. So it'd be my government name. If you know what it is, shut the fuck up and don't tell anybody. I trust you. I trust you guys with my government name. If you don't know what my government name is, then good, good, good. Let's fucking keep it that way. Fine, I'll tell you guys my government name. It's Pedro de Pacas, okay? My government name is Pedro de Pacas Jr. That's my government name. So now you guys know what my real name is. Better not fucking tell anybody. I used to fucking hate when i I'd, I'd fucking, you know, be scratching my balls under the desk at school, like in fourth grade and shit, and on the intercom... Mr. Dapakas, come to the principal's office. Mr. Depakas, come to the principal's office. And I had to get up with a boner and walk through the class to the principal's office to deny the flu shot because I told him I didn't want to take the fucking microchip. And they are like, you're eight years old. How do you know about this shit? And I'm just going to end the story right there. And that's why, shh. Shh, like the fucking librarian on being the elite. Shh. But which librarian? There's two of them. (laughs) Yo, man, so... The river's pretty high here in the valley. Like, to the point where it's, like, kind of scary. There's people's yards that are flooded. It's pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked up. I gotta quit cussing, man. I mean, the motto is I try not to cuss, but shit happens. That's the that's the motto. But I've just got a filthy mouth. I need to wash it out with soap. But in today's day and age, if you wash your mouth out with soap, you gotta put it on YouTube and and put the hashtag Tide Pod Challenge 2019. I got a challenge for you, young motherfuckers. I really do. You wanna know what the challenge is? It's called shut the fuck up and get a job. You think you guys can do that? Can you do that for me? Can you? I don't think you can, mother truckers. I don't think you can do that for me. Oh, I'm flipping through the channels. And, uh... All About the Benjamins is on, man. Fucking A. Thirty-five, forty-seven, seven fifty. Why are you talk like that? 750, Mister I'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> one day, man. That motherfucker, oldest fucky looking like Morgan Freeman. Fucking Day Day, he will forever be Day Day. Just like Chris Tucker will forever be Smokey. Oh, these two old ladies. Ah oh, damn! I forgot it's edited because it's on, it's on print, it's on TV. All about the Benjamins, guys. You fuckers remember this movie? Let's see what year it is. 2002, man. 2002. You still talking shit, bitch? Your favorite mumble rapper wasn't even born when this fucking movie came out. Anyway, it's with Ice Cube and Mike Epps and fucking. Ice Cube plays a bounty hunter who buys exotic fish and ends up fucking getting them shot or killed, like, exotic fish, like, in a bag and shit. Like, you know, like, a thousand dollar fish in a plastic bag and shit. Anyway, he plays a, he plays a bounty hunter. And, uh, Day Day, Mike Epps. Is the person he's looking for. He's got a warrant on it. And the mother he just saw him. Book him. That's his name. Agent Book So. He chases Mike Epps. And Mike Epps wins the fucking lottery. It's a dope movie. You guys need to watch it. If this music shit don't work out. I'm going to become a fucking pro wrestler. I'm not 35 years old yet. I just turned 31. But it, But by the time I'm 35, I'm going to move to fucking Tijuana, Mexico. I'm going to train with the luchadores. And then, and then, I will introduce my character to the American Indies based off the fucking, I don't know, what the fuck, British, Irish, whatever accent, the fucking, what the, what's the guy's, the bad guy's name on this fucking movie? Williamson. The guy that owns the boat shop retails Ice Cube, you couldn't afford this fucking boat even if you wanted. Yeah, all about the Benjamins, man. Dope-ass fucking movie, 2002. Damn. Alright, Ice ice Cube's chasing fucking Day-Day. Day-Day found a little fucking wooden ladder just out of nowhere horrible booking, that's some WWE booking, there just happens to be a ladder there, and he fucking climbs up the ladder under the roof, and crip walks, and fucking laughs at Ice Cube, uses the little gimmick ladder to go up the fucking second story of the roof, and Ice Cube's just throwing random shit, ladies and gentlemen, this is poor WWE booking in an Ice Cube Mike Epps movie, not bad, not bad, not fucking bad at all, I found something to watch while I talk to you guys about the fucking Double Down Tour 2019, motherfuckers. Damn it, quit cussing. Every time you put out a podcast, you cuss. The world does not have to revolve around cussing, Manson. You son of a bitch. You fucking punk ass motherfucker. You don't have to be fucking cussing all the fucking time. They're, what if little kids listen to this? I apologize. I do really apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to segue with a drink, real quick. Yup. Yup. There it is. There it is. So, what'd you guys do today? Did you brush your fucking teeth? We have had this conversation. We've had this conversation. You gotta, br- you guys, you guys, gotta start doing this for me. Three simple rules. Four, if you count drinking water. Tattoo these on your body as a daily reminder. Put them on your the home screen of your phone as a daily reminder. Because some of you people out there in society are not doing this. You got to do this, not just for me, for the people around you, okay? So the three rules you got to live by, four if you count drinking water, wipe front to back, wash your hands, and brush your teeth, that's all you guys got to do, do it for your Uncle Manson, okay? Do it for Man swollen. Do it for do it for the children. Do it for the kids. Okay? Do it for do it for the, the, the rescue animals. Okay? You guys gotta start wiping front to back, brushing your teeth, and washing your hands. This shit is getting out of control. Shame on you guys, shame. Shame on you guys. Fucking politicians. You guys should know better. Fucking smelly fucks. Smells like the mushroom farm and fucking diapers every time I pull. <laughs> just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But you guys gotta do those and drink more water. Replace, replace it with water. Whatever you like to drink, replace it with water. You like pop? Replace it with water. You like tea? Place it with water. Fuck it. You like drinking beer and... I bet you feel like shit in the mornings, huh? Getting all fucked up at night. I remember them days. Sometimes I crave it. Sometimes I don't. Like I said, I mostly crave it when I see... When I go to concerts. Like, when I see 20,000... Like a fucking badass stadium show. I'm so high I forgot the air conditioner was on until I just looked at it. See, I already got immune to the sound. No, I'm not going to put you guys through that. I'm just kidding. But I mostly crave it when either, either, um... When I'm at a concert, pretty much, when I see a lot of people drinking around me, and I, I know it's good. I know it fucking tastes good. I know what ice-cold beer is fucking delicious. I, I I know that. I'm not fucking stupid. I don't live under a rock. I'm not a fucking dumbass. I, I know what good whiskey smells and tastes like and, and how that fucking... It don't even burn sometimes when it goes down your throat, it's just like fucking soothing and it coats it and you're just so appreciative that you have it. I know what it's like to fucking drink good shit, you understand? I know what it's like to pay $12 for a can of fucking Bud Light or Coors Light at a fucking concert. I understand this, we've been through this together, you guys know me, we've been through this together. One thing I've learned, though, is is uh, to avoid judgment, don't buy your beer from the same fucking stand. If there you got an intermission at the show, walk around the arena or the stadium to another one, then walk back. That way you don't look as bad on you, because trust me, I looked bad before. I was that kid rocking show Crow in Albuquerque. And I kept going to the same beer tent, and, and like finally at the end, she was like, "You come back one more time, I'm not gonna serve you." And I was just like, "Fuck you, hey, fuck you, bub." <laughs> so I went to the beer tent next to her, so I didn't really fucking, because I never went to the beer tent next to her. But I went to the beer tent next to her, and she, I got the dirtiest look with two fucking. for two tall cans, ladies and gentlemen. But we've all been there. We do it all the time. Except I don't do it no more. I like to get extremely stoned before a concert. And the only time I crave the alcohol is when I start coming down from the marijuana, the the reefer, the dope, the pot, the Mary Jane. All those... Racist slang words for a plant that has so much use and purpose, y'all. Anyway. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. When I come down off that is when I start craving the, uh, the alcohol ski. But when I see how miserable people look when they're fucking drunk, stumbling everywhere, And at some venues, they don't even give you a tall can. They give you a tall-ass, fucking clear plastic cup. And they fill it to the rim. And you're so drunk stumbling to people trying to make it back to your seat or trying to make it back to the pit where you're standing or whatever. And then guess what happens? Then guess what the freak happens? You spill half your beer on your wrist. I've done that. I've seen it. One thing I've noticed when you don't drink at a concert is a lot of people spill their liquor. And it smells like spilt liquor a lot. One thing I like to look forward to is not feeling like shit the next morning. I ain't going to lie. And that's exactly what happened when... Uh, we going to talk about it, y'all. We going to talk about it. Let's do it. Back in May, I went to uh, the Double Down Tour 2019 with Mr. The Chief. Mr. Mr. The Chief. With freaking Eric Church, y'all. Eric Church came to Denver for two nights on his Double Down Tour at the Pepsi Center. And I just happened to show up for two nights. And it was an incredible freaking show. And I'm going to give you the rundown. I'm going to give you the down low run. The run down low. You know what I'm saying? You you dig what I'm freaking saying? Let me give you the down low. Manson reviews the Double Down Tour 2019 with Eric Church and his band. I've been wanting to see The Chief for quite some time. Uh, just like wrestling. I was supposed to go to wrestling, but... The TV shows have been bad lately, y'all. And last minute, I said fuck that shit, and I didn't go. It was a SmackDown live event. I kind of wish I should have went because it'd be it's just fun either way. But if you're a fan of WWE right now, currently in in the like what the, like last week of June, then you would realize how shitty the television and the booking is. You know. But every time uh, Eric Church has come to Colorado, I've always been busy doing something else with music. And this time I had the opportunity to not see not just one show, but both shows, ladies and gentlemen. I saw both shows of the Double Down Tour. It It was sick because it landed on a Friday and a Saturday. Now let me give you a rundown. If you don't know who Eric Church is, uh, you need to wake up. Because he is one of the best recording artists out there. He is a country music singer. Um, He's been around since the mid-2000s, early 2000s. How many albums the dude got out? Let's see. What has he got? What has he got? Sinners Like Me. Carolina. Chief Outsiders, come on, man. Uh, what was that surprise one called? Mr. Misunderstood, and now the uh, Desperate Man album. So, what is that? Six, seven albums. He's got seven solid masterpiece albums front to back. Every damn album is uh, fucking dope. It's the type of shit where you don't have to skip a song. And you just vibe out through it. Um, one thing he has done, though, is he's put out a shit ton of live music called uh, 61 Days in Church. And they're, they're live albums in every album. There's, I think, five volumes out in every album. Every, uh, Every album has like 32 songs, which is what the dude fucking plays in a night. 32, 33, 34, fucking maybe even 40 fucking songs a night. Which is some savage fucking shit. Anyway, man. I get to Denver. Hella excited. And I got a little travel tip for you guys. I stayed at the Curtis. We've talked about the Curtis. It's fucking dope. I like it. Why? Because it's convenient as fuck to the Pepsi Center if the other place is sold out. If the Marriott is sold out, that's across the street. Your next bet, best bet, is probably the Curtis because it's literally a like 15-minute walk. It's 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 nice. Anyway, travel tip. Do not stay on Curtis Street. Request the opposite side facing uh, the other side. Because if you've... If if you're not up on your game, they're going to throw you. And stay away from, like, what is it? Fourth floor... Maybe seven and... Like 13th and 14th and like like the, high, the last couple higher floors. It's dope to stay on the top floor because it's quiet. But those are the boring themed floors because this fucking hotel has different fucking themes. It's so sick. Like the fifth floor is the game floor. You step off the elevator, it's like you're in the Pac-Man world. And you take the corner and it's like you're in Super Mario. And then you go to the 13th floor and... You step off and it looks like you're in hell, which is pretty fucked up because it, it looks like you're in a fucking horror movie, like a dungeon, a torture dungeon, and you take the corner and, and there's the two bitches from The Shining, which is spoiler alert, that's where I got my official album cover done, the one that uh, I originally wanted to put out. But anyway, travel tip fuckers, request the other side, don't request the side facing Curtis Street, request the side facing the other one because... It overviews the, you can see the city, the fucking tall buildings, and you can see the pool, two, three pools, diff- actually, with a bunch of fine bitches swimming in them, so request that other side. Thank your Uncle Manson later, fuckers. Anyway, man, show up right as doors open, fucking time that shit perfect, and went in, man, went into the fucking Pepsi Center. And the first thing um, I noticed is his fucking stage setup was insane. Now, I'm used to, like, your average standard show. You know what I mean? Um, Like, where not half the arena is blocked off, but, like, the, like, last third of it is blocked off. And the last third of the like, seats are blocked off. And it's got the stage. You guys know what I'm saying? Like, you guys know what I'm saying. I'm used to that shit. This fucker's stage was like, almost like a, like a whole 360. It was insane. Like, there were even seats available, like, behind the stage. Except for, like, maybe two sections worth. Which were for, like, some weird looking screens that the dude had. So as I get to my seat. Oh. Wait. Before. I had. A lot of marijuana extract. Because you don't smoke in the hotel room. Got the cartridge pen. Had a lot of that. And I broke my keto diet. Because I can't find keto friendly edibles. I don't know if those, those exist yet. If anybody out there. There's, if anybody out there has keto edibles, I will promote the fuck out of you with my music and we could work out a deal. You understand me? But I broke my keto diet uh, for uh, some fucking Keeve Colas and a fucking, um, my bad. I'm still watching all about the Benjamins. I just keep mad because that fucking fish got shot. Well, the bag got shot, and all the water went out. It like, it was $3,000 fish, man? Who the fuck buys $3,000 fish and sets it on the dashboard of their fucking 97 Impala? But anyway... Taking hit. I got this badass little cartridge on my fucking battery. Tastes delicious. It is a member of the of the diesel family. I miss strain of the day. Do you guys miss strain of the day and song of the day? Do you guys miss that shit? I don't care if you do It's my fucking podcast, Marks. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha I'm fucking sad. No, I'm kidding, guys. <coughs> Alright, so. <coughs> fucking ain't. <coughs> Excuse me. I <coughs> better take another hit to make sure I don't cough again. Oh, yeah. All right, so, for those of you who have been to the Pepsi Center before, it's all the same shit. Every arena, every stadium is the freaking same. Oh, that was a bigger hit than I thought. They're all the same. Big ass hole in the ground with a bunch of seats around it. Anyway, you walk in the freaking Pepsi Center, and when you finally see the stage set up and you go through the curtains... It blew my mind, y'all. Like... Like I was saying earlier, like... There was only, like, maybe two curtains off, blocked off for... A couple, like... Like, three background screens that he had. Um... And... Like, it was kind of... It, was, it wasn't a circle. It was, like, a square stage. With... Uh, like a catwalk kind of like a catwalk towards like the edges with the pit in the middle and no matter where you were at in that arena there was not a bad seat in that house the way that stage was set up and I was up top and you could see the dude's facial expressions from every song freaking perfect Alright. Now keep in mind, this is the Double Down Tour. He did this from his tour last year, which was called... Well, let's see. The year before that, he went on tour, I believe, with Dwight Yoakam and Hailstorm. Which is an amazing conversation. That's like a fucking Emiliano Manson tour right there, right? Right there, man. Fucking... Fucking fuck yeah. And then the tour he did after that... <clears throat> Was called the holding my own tour, which was just him It's just him and he played for three hours straight just him and his band no opening act no support act. It's just fucking him and The tour did so well that it was in demand that every time he went to a city like for example like Denver People were pissed off because they it sold out so quick and they didn't get enough time There wasn't there were too many people that tried to buy tickets Kind of like what happened with um, the, no pun intended, the Double or Nothing uh, Wrestling pay-per-view that just happened with the brand new company, All Elite Wrestling, AEW. They sold out the MGM Grand Garden Arena in like five minutes. And they sold like 12,000 tickets. But they found out the queue of people that wanted to buy tickets... Was like 137,000. So that's how this tour was for Eric Church last year, on the Holding My Own tour. He was in such high demand that he was like, you know what? I gotta double down. He's even said that on that Instagram interview, that post that they put up on YouTube and all that. He goes, I gotta, I got. You guys wanted, you guys want me so much. I gotta, fucking a. The fucking hit got the best of me, guys. She got the best of me. Broke my heart, and all that's left of me is beating in this guitar. Anyway, uh, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I remember. I'm just kidding, guys. I totally remember. Um, no, I don't remember. Fuck me, I don't remember. What was I talking about? Ah, just kidding, you guys. I'm just kidding. The dude sold so much tickets that not enough people were able to buy them, if that makes any sense. So he's like, fuck it. Every city I go to, I'm doing two nights and just hope that you guys fucking come and show up. So the whole fucking thing, the whole gimmick for the tour was, not saying the tour is a gimmick. I'm a wrestling fan. That's how I fucking pronounce things because I... Listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, like Taz and Steve Austin and, and the Jericho shit, and like I use gimmick for a lot of shit. But anyway, the 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 deal for the tour was was the Double Down, one city, two nights, and he's gonna end the tour with one big stadium show at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, which I'll talk about in a fucking second. Anyway, this this fucking guy, man. Fucking Eric Church, man. This fucking guy sells out the Pepsi Center, the way his whole stage was set up. 14,000 people on Friday night and 14,000 people on Saturday night. Fucking sick. By himself. Him and his band. So, that, that just blows my mind. I mean, when I go to, like, big shows, or any show, really, there's, well, if you go to a, if you go to a, if you go to a hip-hop show by certain promoters, there'll be, like, 25 opening acts, and then the headliner that was dope, like, in 2003. But not those shows. Real shows, they have, like, one, two opening acts, three opening acts, whatever. You know, not really anybody just shows the fuck up by themselves. Them and their band plays for fourteen thousand people two nights in a row and fucking dips to the next city. That's that's some g shit right there. Anyway, um, when you get there, you know it's just the Pepsi Center going. They got the little advertisements going. You know, on the striped screen that goes around and, you know, people are getting drunk and getting their seats and getting in the pit. And the screens are down. Okay, the screens are pointing to the crowd. Like literally pointing. Like like an arrow. Like they're, like an arrow. Like, you guys get what I'm fucking saying? Like half a triangle, kind of, is how the screens were. And they were all lowered and you couldn't see shit because the screens were all lowered completely on the stage you couldn't see any of the band equipment Uh, you saw where uh, the keyboard was (coughs) where Chuck plays and then you saw the drum kit but the drum kit was backwards it was like facing the opposite way so I was like ah the fuck is going on there so anyway When when the music stops and the fucking lights go out everybody knows what that means. It's time for the fucking show to start. Well all you hear is the fucking kick and the fucking the lick and the fucking chops kick in. The fucking drumline to uh that's damn rock and roll. And then like all of a sudden, like, you hear Eric fucking singing. You hear Eric Church fucking singing. But you can't see shit. And then all of a sudden, it's a guy with the balls with the establishment to go to hell. Then the screens start fucking raising up. And then next thing you know, some Slipknot type of shit happens. And the fucking drum kit raises up. And fucking spins a whole 180 degrees On some Slipknot Tommy Lee shit And Godsmack shit And they just start Rocking the motherfucking house y'all They start rocking the motherfucking house First song Of the first night on Friday night Was That's Damn Rock and Roll Blew my fucking mind uh, It was dope It was dope he has, his, he has a different energy... energy than a lot of people on stage. Everybody has their own energy, but there's something different about Eric Church's energy on stage. It's just... in your face, middle finger in your face, fucking kicks your ass type of shit. Uh, Second... I don't remember the whole set list from the first night, but... Uh, I found a set list on the internet and it matches the second night except a couple things so the second song was country music jesus and i think the third song was homeboy and it was just dope but one thing i really 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 enjoyed hold on y'all this is what i was talking about All about the Benjamins, baby. Listen to the guy talking. He's going to be my pro wrestling character when I fail in hip-hop. That's Ice Cube Talking. Pete, game. Pete, follow me. Imagine me. I think he's Irish because he sounds like Finn Balor. You know Look, now I got $6,000. Six thousand dollars. Listen to the guy. This is how I cut chrome You know what? He me six million dollars. He still can afford this boy. You know what I'm saying? Wait a minute, dog. You don't even know me like that, man. Have a nice day. You know what? See, last time I came in here, I had to deal with him like you. Hey, home, go <laughs> with the manager, man. go Come on. Fuck the manager. I'm the owner, Robert Wilson. You see that the cool the wall over there? That's called the door. Oh like, I'm gonna so fucking cut my wrestling promos on the like this guy when I fucking turn down a fucking other major deal. look, man, you better get your off me. Beat the brakes off your monkey. Yeah, and there's some nice wholesome white people signing a deal for a boat. <laughs> fuck yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. I'll have to go back into the episode and figure out what I said my wrestling name would be. If I even said it, would be Handsome David Joe. If I said something earlier, I'd change it. My new wrestling name is Handsome David Joe. But let's get back on the subject, Manson. You some of my, some of She's procrastinating some of a bitch. Just procrastinating some of a bitch. So, one thing I really dig about the way Eric Church and his band play As they play like they're a heavy metal band. Like. Like if you were to go. See. I'm saying this because I fucking mean it. And because I've seen it. You receive the same energy. As you would. As a Slipknot show. Or. Disturbed. You know, Rob Zombie, you know, Five Finger Death Punch, you know, shit like that. You know, vibes like that. That's how hard these fuckers rock the fuck out. And so imagine the energy of a heavy metal band, group, act, whatever. With the tradition of pure country music. And the fucking soul of like fucking R&B and fucking blues. It is fucking insane. With with the outlaw attitude. All mixed in one. It's fucking awesome. <clears throat> fucking awesome. Fucking amazing. But. He did a mix of everything from like every album. And then he did a lot of covers too. But one thing I want to say is a big whoa, whoa, holy shit, man. To Joanna Cotton, his backup singer. Yo, they were popping for her a little harder than him at a couple times, man. That chick's got some pipes. She's an amazing vocalist. Y'all check her out. Joanna Cotton, chick's voice is the truth. And when you mix it with Eric Church's style, it's so freaking perfect it's freaking perfect harmony the way she would come in like the way she would do like <clears throat> Like she brought it to heavy metal status with the first song when they came out swinging on the first one with that's damn rock and roll There were times when you really couldn't tell the difference between her and Lizzie, because of course if you guys don't know Lizzie Hale is featured on that song that's damn rock and roll, and Lizzie Hale is the lead singer of the metal band, rock band, whatever, Hailstorm, fucking amazing. Which they just announced they're going to be touring with Godsmack this fall, and there's a Colorado show, so I'm fucking hella stoked about that. But anyway, Joanna Cotton was hitting those. She was bringing that metal vibe to the track to show you that she's just more than a, and I'm doing this in quotations, country singer. You know what I'm saying? Those harmonies blend perfect. Like, the record year harmonies blend perfect. So fucking perfect. The round hair buzz, so perfect. The Chattano- Chattanooga, fucking marijuana. Come out. See what it does to you kids? Don't do marijuana because it... It will, uh, it will make you thirsty. And when you're on a podcast talking to a lot more people than you ever thought you would. When you're talking, <clears throat> see what I mean? Fucking son of a bitch. There's that fucking, there's that fucking snapping again. Son of a bitch. Every time I fucking smoke out of a fucking, damn, that's a fast snap for the podcast. For those of you who ain't familiar with the snap. Shit like this just happens when some shit just happens. If you know, you know. If you don't know, stick around, follow the podcast, and just follow along, motherfuckers. Follow along, motherfuckers. Follow the fuck uh, long you dirty son of a bitches. Back to what we were talking about. Now that it. Yeah, I don't think that snapping's gonna come back. It, it, I, th- I think it left for good. I see it driving down the road and it's fucking Prius. <laughs> but. The harmonies with Eric Church and Joanna Cotton, so freaking perfect. You know? Um. They did more of... I'd say... I'd I'd say Mr. Misunderstood and... Well, the first night, anyway, I felt was more Mr. Misunderstood and more... Um... Desperate Man. On there. You know? But... I was telling a buddy of mine... Um... That, and I'll explain what happened on. Because this is the first night we're talking about. I got to talk about the second night. So, I was telling a buddy of mine that he didn't have a backstage area because it was almost a 360 stage, give or take one area. And you could see the seats behind there. You could tell there was no backstage, just a curtain and some screens. So, um. his backstage was under the stage downstairs because you could see the staircase like towards the back of the stage where his guitar techs and everybody else's guitar techs were uh, running up and down, you know, handing them the new guitars every time they would change songs. So when he did Jack Daniels the first night, he said, "I'll be right back." When after like after the second verse and it goes down into the like slide guitar part. I'm <Audience singing> fucking stoned trying to imitate it. Ah. But um he went down downstairs and he had those like little red solo cups but the size of shot glasses. You know what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm saying. And this motherfucker pulls out a handle of Jack Daniel's and he starts pouring the handle upside fucking down filling every little tiny cup of Jack Daniels and then that when it was all full there is a lot left in that fucking bottle dude just takes a swig back kills the handle what's left in the handle anyway and um, proceeds to get his backstage crew Engineers and guitar techs and everybody drunk with shots and shots of Jack Daniels. And this is all on the big screen. This fucking guy is getting his crew drunk as fuck, which is badass. And then he goes back up the stairs, kind of stumbling, and he just finishes the song. <clears throat> Amazing shit. Killer shit. Like, uh... John Moxley said on that Jericho podcast. For those of you who are wrestling fans, oh, that's such good shit. That's good shit right there. Uh, you all know the reference. I'm gonna start. I'm a jack that. That's good shit. <laughs> that could be used so like, like imagine like imagine you're like out. Imagine you're out with your. Imagine you're out with your shorty. Out. Imagine you're out with your honey, getting this, getting something to eat, and the waiter brings the food out, and she drops the food on the table, just sets the plate in front of you, and says, "Let me know if I could get anything else." <laughs> just stick your finger in the food, and lick it, and be like, "Oh, that's such good shit!" And just see how awkward the vibe gets. I guarantee you that will fuck up the whole mood, but it'd be kind of worth it because it'd be funny let your lady in on it because the whole trick is to like not trip her out because you don't want to trip her out because that's just not fucking if you get awkward like that it could just ruin a lot of shit so if she's in on it and you could get her to do it too like stick her finger like on her steak and just like lick her finger and have her do like a, the female version of the Vince McMahon oh that's such good shit and see how both if you get looked at that would be some legendary shit that would be some that would be such good shit but one thing I've noticed about the church choir which is Eric Church's fan base is they are some serious serious motherfuckers these guys do not fuck around you understand me when he did pledge allegiance to the hag holy shit Everybody had like Merle Haggard flags, and they were just waving the Merle Haggard flags. And they'd pass the Merle Haggard flags up to Eric Church, and he'd put them around his shoulder, and he'd walk around almost the whole the whole fucking three hundred and sixty stage. Then he'd sign it and give it back to him, and that, that was such good shit. And um, for record here. This motherfucker had to have signed at least I'd say 20 to 30 records. These fucking fans just bust out vinyl. They I, I hope the vinyl ain't in, them. I hope it's just the case. It'd be stupid to just take the to actually take the vinyl, just take the case. But they got vinyls of his whole musical catalog. Uh there were Haggard vinyls. There were George Strait vinyls. Garth Brooks vinyls. Creedence Clearwater Revival vinyls. Um, and, like, they just passed vinyls to him. And he'd, he'd show them and they'd sign. Uh, record year turned it, ended up being like a seven-minute song just because he'd walk around the whole 360 area from both sides of the catwalk. And just would sign the shit out of vinyl, after vinyl, after vinyl, after vinyl. So. Damn, that's a lot of vinyl. I'm just like sitting back like thinking like, fuck, that's that's, that's a dope thing to do. And they do that on these boots too. Motherfucking dudes just take off their boots and bitches take off their boots and just pass them to him. And he just signs their boots and... And shit like that, which is dope. But the first night was, I I feel was more heavy hitting, hard hitting, come out swinging. The whole fucking set is in your face. He had a couple like stripped down uh, intimate moments, acoustic moments with the crowd. He did his infamous, uh, um, the fuck is it called? Mistress Name Music medley where he uh, plays Mistress Name Music and then he just turns Mistress Name Music into like a fucking 10 or 15 minute. It, it's up to him. Whatever the fucking guy wants to do, it's up to fucking him. And I'll tell you about that here in a second. But he turns Mistress Name Music into like a 10 15 minute improv fucking acoustic jam session with the crowd. And the first night um, he did what did he mix with it he mixed up he had a lot of dope shit oh, oh fuck yeah I remember he did a it's a great day to be alive I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes it's a hard times in the neighborhood He did that one that mixed with it because he he kind of sticks to like the same not the same over and over but the same but that one stood out to me um then he did a song about denver in it too which was dope then the whole band came back out after the intermission this fucking guy plays for like an hour and a half then has like a 18 minute intermission and then comes back out and rocks for like another 45 minutes to an hour. It's fucking insane. So second half of the first night. It's still pretty hard, heavy hitting, swinging and in your face. Which was fucking dope. But. It, it was it was sick. It was cool to see. Especially see all the clouds of fucking smoke. When he uh, did smoke a little smoke. And all the marijuana references he had on the fucking big screens was was pretty tight. It was real fucking sick. So let's go to the second night now, y'all. Second night. Second night was pretty dope because I don't know. I, I really enjoyed both shows. I enjoyed the shit out of both shows, but I really dug the second one better just because and and, and here's why, and, 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 and here's why. The first night, you, you didn't know what the fuck to expect, okay, because it's your first time seeing him, okay. It's your first time seeing Eric Church. Even if you've seen him before, you don't know what the fuck he's going to do because all he does is do different shit. This dude, him and his band will cut, will like like literally 15 minutes to a half hour before the show probably come up with an entire set list of like 30 fucking songs. All right, we're going to do this one. We're going to do this one. We're going to uh, do this one. We're going to do this one. Which one do you want to do? And they'll come up with it right there. He does whatever the hell he wants. He could be playing a fucking song and he'll stop in the damn middle of it and just be like, you know what, guys? We're going to play something else. Fuck it. And then he'll start something else and the band will follow him. That's good shit. So after the the first night, which blew my fucking mind with an amazing, hard, heavy-hitting show, I knew what to expect. So I was like, let's see how this motherfucker changes it up for the second night. Let's see what you got, man. Let's see what you got, fucker. No, I'm kidding, man. Um, Once again, heavily medicated, sedated, kind of faded on edibles. And I don't really do edibles. I'm always in ketosis. But when you don't do alcohol, you improvise, damn it. Because as soon as you spark up a joint, the fat. I'm assuming this bitch was pregnant, cause she was fucking fat whore. Got taps you on the shoulder and says, "Can you please put that out?" And you look down and you, I hope she was pregnant, because if not, you's a fat bitch. So I, you know, out of respect and you know not wanting to get kicked out of the show over a fight, you fucking improvise and you're like, "Ah." Take this big ass hit Blow it out in your face And then put it out But I you, It brought me back up So anyway So we do it this way y'all I just hope she was pregnant And I feel sorry for her fucking husband Or whoever the fuck that guy was I just thought of something. Whose fucking idea was it? Just out of nowhere, this has nothing to do with anything. Whose idea was it? To sell bottled water for six bucks, eight bucks, and tall cans of beer for 12? They're probably going to hell because that's some sinner shit right there. That's something. That's something a smelly loser pussy would do. Anyway. Um, the set list for the second night. This one is uh from the Detroit show. But it's the exact same fucking thing. Give or take a few things. So. The reason I dug the second show better. Is because I was like. I know what to expect. I just saw this dude play for like almost three hours last night. I know what the fuck to expect tonight. This motherfucker better show me something different or I'm going to be kind of sad. Because I've been hyping this shit up. And I've been excited. While you go through the Pepsi Center. And. This time you walk through the curtain. And this time all the screens are up last night all the screens were lowered because those screens move they're pointed out facing the audience and they go out and they go up and down and they tilt and they rotate it's fucking awesome that's good shit so if you guys ain't annoyed by that so far make a drinking game out of this podcast every time I say that's good shit take a fucking drink or a hit That way you could be not in the sober mind frame when you listen to this. And if you're in a sober mind frame when you listen to this, it's probably because you have a good job. And you can't smoke pot. If you don't smoke pot, shout out to you too, and I appreciate that too. Because that's that's just more for me. But, screens up. Alright, cool. Well, you know, they're playing the the gimmick music, the top ten country hits, the rock hits, and then it stops, gets fucking pitch fucking black. You can't see shit. And then, like, motherfuckers just start screaming, and you know he's around somewhere because it's pitch black and you can't see shit. But you know he's there because the people are going nuts and they're just popping everywhere and it's getting louder and louder and fucking louder and louder. And then at the corner of the stage, you just see this badass fucking red guitar in the shadow, but you still can't see shit because it's pitch black. You, you can only see him if like you're in front of him, like front row shit, eyes up this motherfucker starts, don't tell me about no beach, don't want to hear about your mountains, how the good life is a peach, think hear sunsets from a fountain. He starts singing Drowning Man, and he starts playing the chords of Drowning Man. I don't want to think about it. I can't sing, I can't rap, I'm not musically gifted, so excuse me if my singing sucks. Save your breath, I don't want to hear about it. And then he strums the guitar a couple chords. And then when he says, I just want to get right, that's when the spotlight hit on him. And he's just there up there by himself playing the guitar. Your honky tongue, nighttime man. And then the whole tied to a long neck holding girl part. Spotlight goes on the opposite side of stage, and Joanna Cotton's on the opposite side singing backups with him. So he's on one side, now she's on the other. But you can't see the band. It's still pitch black. And he goes, hey Denver, major pop, hey Denver, if you're with me, pour some whiskey on this drowning man. And that's when the song picks up. And... That's when the whole fucking arena lit up And that's when the show fucking kicked off So this fucking guy kicked off with Drowning Man And I was just like Alright, the whole vibe of this show is different Because first of all They came out swinging last night Second of all He came out Unplugged pretty much Unplugged and stripped down Just him His backup singer And then the band just kicks in so, once again, second song was Country Music Jesus, as was the night before. But then, because he had two sets, I. so he goes, drowning Man, Country Music Jesus, Smoke A Little Smoke, Guys Like Me, Talladega, creeping, Hippie Radio, I lost my shit when they said this one, y'all chattanooga lucy that's my fucking jam to see that live fucking sick and then he did carolina then he did a lot of boot to fill he did homeboy which i relate to a lot because i used to be like well, will put it this way you you wish your homies nothing but the best I, there's a there's like only a handful of homies that i could fit on one hand that I am extremely proud of that have families and have good jobs and businesses of their own and they're raising their kids and they're not in jail, they're not in prison, they're not locked up, they're not dead from fucking overdosing and doing stupid shit. I got maybe like maybe four or five homies that I could fit on one hand that I could say, you know what, dude, I'm fucking proud of you. So I relate to homeboy a lot. Because. Just listen, if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the song and you'll see what I'm talking about. When you grow the fuck up. And you realize what life is about you, especially if you were like into that hood shit. You'll appreciate homeboy. And then uh, he he did Hang It Around. And that just turned into a big old fucking jam session. Okay. The only... He only did a couple songs that he did the night before. Which are like main hits. But he did Jack Daniels again, ladies and gentlemen. And he did the same thing. Except... When he goes downstairs, he gets the handle of Jack Daniels, as he did the night before. Pours over the whole handle of Jack, over all the little red solo shot cups, all over him. Fills them all up. Guess who's on the motherfucking big screen hanging out backstage downstairs at the Eric Church Show? Fucking Joe Flacco and fucking Peyton Manning. All the Denver Bronco fan marks fucking marked the fuck out. They popped. Peyton's standing there looking all awkward in a fucking suit. And the fucking camera's on Eric Church, and they put it on Peyton, and he has Peyton a shot of whiskey, and Peyton's just standing there like, uh, uh, uh. Of course you gotta drink it. You're not gonna be a little bitch. So he drinks it, makes the nastiest stink face throws the fucking little cup down like he's a big badass and he kept getting him drunk the whole night. It was fucking awesome. Then after that he did a pretty dope ass fucking version of Mistress Name Music again. We got another Mistress Name Music melody, ladies and gentlemen. Um it was sick. It, it was fucking sick as fuck. Because when you go to shows, you see legendary shit happen. Legendary shit happens at shows if you go to a lot of them. Like me, for example, when I saw Tech Nine at the Strange Noise Tour 2008, he brought a bitch up on stage, put her in a chair, and and rapped to her pussy. You heard what the fuck I said, ladies and gentlemen. He rapped to her pussy. He sat her on a chair, a folding chair, put her legs over his shoulders, and he rapped to her pussy in front of a sold out Fillmore in Denver. And oh that's such good shit. But that is like the most G shit I've ever seen at a fucking concert until I see corn at the 2010 mayhem festival and they don't say a whole fucking word the whole night. They didn't they didn't say a whole word to the crowd the whole night. They played their first song, they played for a whole hour straight. they didn't say shit to the whole crowd. The whole band walked off. And then Monkey comes back out and just says, Thank you, guys. Thank you. And just walks the fuck off. All rock. No fucking talk. Okay? That's G shit. Ah, oh, it's such good shit. That's G shit. Just like the Tech Nine rapping to a woman's pussy on stage. After that is when I seen Kid Rock literally perform every single piece of equipment every single instrument on that stage and then finished it off with DJing tearing up the turntables hitting the fucking ones and twos smoking a fucking joint drinking Jim Beam while a fifth of Jim Beam is spinning on a turntable ah oh, it's such good shit Some hasn't happened for a while y'all and I've been going to shows. I've had a lot of, I've went to a lot of good shows, a lot of great shows. And then I saw the Zach Brown band do a cover of uh, they mixed Bohemian Rhapsody and Tupac's Hail Mary. It it wasn't Zach Brown who was singing. It was the he used to play the bass. Now he's a guitar player in the band. I don't know his name. The the fucking big dude, the big fucking white dude with the big beard, biker-looking fucker. Hail Mary, nigga, run quick, see, just to see that Uh, fucking good shit. Then nothing happened after that until Eric Church's Mistress Named Music medley, night number two in Denver, and the motherfucker did an acoustic version of fucking Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar On Me, and the crowd was singing louder than he was fucking singing. And he had the microphone. That's that, ah, such good shit. Fuck yeah. Then after that was the intermission. Dopeness. Dopeness. Time to get a fucking beer if that's your thing. Time to take a piss if that's your thing. Time to get some shitty arena food if that's your thing. Or you want to just walk around and look at bitches and that's your thing too. Whatever your thing is to do during an intermission, you go do it. Just make sure you wipe front to back. Wash your hands and brush your teeth. And remember to drink a little bit more water here and there. But anyway, he kicks into solid. Give me back my hometown. Desperate man. Did pledge allegiance to the hag again. Drink in my hand. And then he did like a whole bunch of covers that had to do with Colorado that he didn't do the night before. And then he did high wire. Which is dope. What I almost was like a wrecking ball. And then he did Sinners Like Me. And then once again, as the night before, he finished with these boots and Springsteen. Always finishes with Springsteen. Okay. We're not done, y'all. Sky walks back out and starts doing Holding My Own. And then those I've loved. Then, I don't know what the fuck he starts playing. It was a a fucking, I think, nitty-gritty dirt band when we were walking out of the Pepsi Center. And I'm like, what fucking time is it? I looked down at the phone because I, I wanted to fucking be a mark and take a picture in front of the semi so I could have something to post for this podcast. If you see on my Instagram, you probably saw the fucking picture. If you didn't see the picture, that means I didn't put it up. So fuck you, bub. But anyway, I look at my phone and it's like eleven forty-five, almost eleven fifty, and this fucker's still playing. So, shouts out to you, Chief, man. This guy—I guarantee you—every show on the tour was like that. Every damn show on the tour was like that. Sold out both nights back to back. So, what's there to do after this? Well, they got the big stadium show at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. It already happened. This guy played Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. By himself, him and his band... And set the attendance record, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck you, country radio. Fuck you, music row. That's got to be a big fuck you to a lot of country artists out there, man. Think about it. To play Nissan Stadium in Music City. Just you and your band. And you set the attendance record. And you're never really on the radio. You're never really on the TV. And you're on some outlaw shit. Ah, I bet you some people were pissed. I bet you were, oh man, I bet they were pissed, oh man, I bet they were so pissed, the Dixie chicks are probably rolling in their grave, they're not dead, Manson, oh, my bad, um, yeah, I better tell my editor to edit that part out. Hey editor! What? Edit that last part out. You do realize you're talking to yourself, dumbass. Fuck you, bub <laughs> Oh shit. But it was dope, man. I don't really I don't I go to a lot of shows, but I don't review them all. You know what I'm saying? So It has to mean something for me to review it. It's like I watch a lot of wrestling, but you don't hear me reviewing a lot of wrestling. Talk about it. Plug it here and there. Because it means a lot to me. But uh, I don't talk about it a lot. I don't review it. I mean, I don't review it a lot. I reviewed Wrestling's Biggest Weekend because it meant a lot to me. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, If you know Emiliano Manson... Like from my music shit You know I used to paint my face And be on like that Juggalo Wicked shit Which there's nothing wrong with that Um Do I think they're a fan of my new music? I don't think so It's too From what I've been told Is it's too Uh Mainstream Sounding Especially Pretty Lady Is on some sellout shit I was told I have a new album coming out uh, In October Which the Juggalo and the Wicked shit guys Are gonna hate even more Which sucks Cause I thought that y'all would stick with me But it's cool It's cool fam But y'all know I was on some crazy heavy shit That sounds like I was on drugs I was on some heavy shit Now my music was pretty dark and Pretty fucking heavy and I ended up doing night audit at a Holiday Inn and that was one of the worst jobs I ever had in my life I've had some fucked up jobs working for this lady was like working for a fat Hitler you know what I'm saying She looked like a white Oprah with Hitler's attitude. But anyway, when I would do Night Audit, I'd listen to music. And for some reason, I'd listening to a whole bunch of fucking Eric Church. And I played the Sinners Like Me album back to back. Ended up studying it. Learning everything word for word. And then I went on to the Carolina album. And just seeing his growth as an artist through album to album to album. Little did I know that his music was helping me grow little by little. Because I went from the wicked shit in the face paint, which ain't nothing wrong with, I just know they don't fucks with me no more. I still fucks with them, but I know they don't fucks with me. Um, when you go from that to some like well-dressed, grown-ass man shit with some boots on and shit, and the shit I'm on now, you just realize how much you grow from listening to a certain person's music and studying it. From what I, From what I've learned with him, with Eric Church is the subject matter is so touchy that it's in your face and you want more I'm, I'm a huge fan of his music and I love all of his albums but I find it weird that my favorite song from him of all time It's a song that just came out, which is weird. You'd think your favorite song by one of your favorite artists would be some of the classic shit. But for some reason, mine is some of it. And when he did the stripped down version of it and he walked around the whole fucking stage, I saw what it actually means. Everybody connects with the crowd. But not everybody can connect on them with a personal level, with personal lyrics and personal message. Like, beer don't keep, love's not cheap, trucks don't wreck (laughs) themselves. Daddy ain't a bank and God ain't a wishing well. Money ain't rich. Everybody sins and nobody wins in a fight. I don't know there's just something about the storytelling and the subject matter that just pulled me towards his music and when I got to see him play it live it blew my fucking mind because only people that make music will understand this so if you're listening to this and you're a musician whether if you play an instrument or if you're a songwriter or a singer you'll understand what I'm saying we have a curse we are cursed because we cannot enjoy music like everybody else I've said that millions of times and I know I've said that over and over on a couple podcasts people that make music and write music we can't enjoy music like everybody else y'all because we study it. We know what it took to make. We know what it took to get from the thought in your head to the word on your pad. Don't write on your fucking tablets and phones. Fucking noobs. Pen to paper. I don't care if you're in hip hop, country, whatever the fuck. Fuck you and feed you fish heads if you write on a computer or a phone sissy but only we the only musicians that that do this only we know what it's like to go from the thought in your head to the to writing it down on the paper to singing it out loud for the first time learning it getting familiar with it Connecting the emotion with it, learning how to throw the emotion out of it, making it perfect, to going in the studio and doing it over and over and over and over and over and over until fucking Jesse tells you, okay, that's good, it sounds good. To Sitting there while it's getting mastered, getting your timesheets in your hands. Hearing it on the radio. Hearing it getting played everywhere. Knowing what you're going to do to the song when you perform it. How you're going to move. What facial expressions, what body language you're going to have. Only musicians the people that make music know what it takes to get The average person, they're like, I like that song. And then they see it live, they're like, yeah, he did a good job. Yeah, yay. And all that fucking dumb shit. I can't can't do that. I'm like... I felt what he was going through when he thought of that in his head. To when he put it on the pad. To when he recorded it. To when I heard it on the radio. To the way he fucking stripped that song down and made it different for me. So I just got to say this to all you young aspiring artists out there, whether if you're a up and coming rapper or singer or musician in general, producer, beat maker, whatever the fuck, go to a show. Spend your hard earned money on a real show. I'm not dissing nobody's shows. I'm not talking about, you know, little shows. I'm talking about go to a show where there's more than two or 3,000 people. Study that production value. Study that shit. Because the only way you're going to get better is if you learn. The only way you're going to learn is if you see trust me go go to a fucking show at an amphitheater or an arena or a stadium and just see how fuck how many fucking speakers are hanging from that side of the stage and that side and there's towers over there with speakers hanging holy shit That's crazy. See shit like that. Look how many fucking lights there are. Holy shit. This is nuts. Study that shit. Because if you think that you're going to make it doing tiny shows in front of three or 400 people You you need to know how to work a big room. Yeah, you could rock in front of, what, a couple hundred people. But if you had to, and I don't, I'm talking to, I'm talking to you fucking rappers out there. Don't get cocky and be like, fuck yeah, I could. Deep down, do you really think you could rock a stadium? Deep down, do you really think you could rock an arena? deep down do you really think you have it? I'm not saying you do or not. I'm asking you fuckers. All you musicians out there that are up and coming. Do you think... Not because somebody else did it and got famous with One Hit Wonder and all that shit. Just because you can perform in front of your buddies and your family that you sell your tickets to... Does not mean you can perform in front of a fucking sold out arena, stadium, or fucking festival. That does not mean shit. And you ain't going to know how to do it unless you do it. But if you go to these shows and you watch these veterans, doesn't matter what genre. You watch them how they fucking work 20,000 people. Even 5,000 people. Then you get an idea on how you're going to have to move. How you're going to have to switch it up. For all you rappers out there. You're going to learn. That. There's more to just walking back and forth. Waving your hands. Grabbing your fucking nuts. All you up and coming singers out there. People in a band. You guys know there's more than just. Uh. Standing there and playing, right? And trying not to step on the cords. You guys know for probably an extra 60, 70 bucks, it's worth it to go, like, you know, cordless, wireless, amp packs and shit. Um, all you singers out there, you guys do realize that it's okay to say, hey, let's test my levels before I start my set. You guys do get that that's okay, right? All you up-and-coming rappers out there. You guys do realize it's okay. You don't have to use their fucking shitty microphone. You paid the... Your dumbass paid the money for, for the tickets to sell that you only sold to your cousins and your homies from work. You paid that money. You paid that much money to play. You paid 500 bucks to open up for so-and-so if you're gonna do that shit first of all if you're gonna spend your money on something stupid like paying to play you could've bought a fucking dope ass fucking microphone a cordless microphone to perform with for that money and then the next show you do tell them shit since I'm paying all this money I wanna use my mic plug my fucking microphone in and then you got your own shit You guys do realize it's okay to do that, right? You don't just have to... Hand over... 500 to 1,000 dollars... And the tickets you didn't... That are left over that you didn't... And I'm doing this in quotation... Sold. And just... Be happy with your time. Like if this is your 7th show with that promoter... And he's still putting you on like 1st or 2nd... Or even 3rd... Be like, bro... Didn't I at least get a little fucking longevity here? A little fucking tenure with this shit? Ain't there a little bit of fucking. He's, he's gonna laugh in your face and tell you fuck you, you local. I would. I do. I asked to use my own shit. I asked to test my own vocals before I fucking perform. You got to, man. After all, you're the dumbass who fucking paid the money to pay the play. So, the least you could do is be like Burger King and have it your fucking way, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You know. But it. W- I've never seen anybody. I've seen a lot of people twice. Seen Kenny Chesney like three, four times, change it up, bro, love your music, bro, change that shit up, I think two out of the three or four times I've seen you, you came out and started the show with a beer in Mexico, change it up, bro, fucking change it up, Kenny, uh, St. Thomas Rhett, like two or three times, Kid Rock twice five finger death punch three times but i've never seen anybody back to back like night after night and that's some real musicianship to be able to put on two different shows the first night the whole vibe was they came out swinging hard heavy vibe second night was more calm cool and like a slower mellow vibe And they were both legendary fucking nights. So here's my thing. Since this guy sold out almost every arena, if not every arena, they're all built the same. Say anywhere between 12,000 and 15,000 people for two nights in a row. And then he set the attendance record for a stadium at the end. Don't you think this motherfucking guy, Eric Church, deserves his own stadium tour next summer, y'all? Wouldn't that be so fucking sick? I'm going to say it right now. I want to see, on a stadium tour, Eric Church headlining stadium tour. These two acts alone will sell out every stadium across America. So if you're listening to this, tag both of these artists. And let's make this fucking dream tour happen. This is my dream tour for a fucking summer country stadium show, y'all. Cody Jinx opening up for Eric Church in stadiums, y'all. Fucking mind blown. Can you imagine a Cody Jinx and fucking Eric Church stadium show? Holy shit. I'm throwing Cody Jinx in there because Cody Jinx is dope as fuck. Eric Church can fucking play the stadium by himself. He probably would anyway. But I'm saying... Can you just imagine what kind of fucking summer stadium tour that would be? Cody Jinks and Eric Church. Holy shit. That sell out every day. I guarantee it. I guarantee it, man. Yeah, I guarantee it. But hey, doing uh, giving that little bit of advice made me want to do a whole podcast on like giving musical advice to up-and-coming artists because after all, I've been doing this shit for 21 fucking years. So, yeah, man. It was a dope show. It it was fucking dope. Um, I had a couple things change in the personal life. So I gotta see now what shows I could make it to. But I will be reviewing some... Some fucking real soon. Some real, real fucking soon. You know. I was supposed to do this podcast a long time ago. I have not been procrastinating on it. I just didn't really want to give spoilers, y'all. I know he announced more dates for the fall. So... Hopefully this podcast don't spoil... That fall experience, but I guarantee you he's gonna switch it up. But I, I waited till after the stadium show was done, because just like just like the nerds do with the with the fucking Star Wars and the Avengers and and the the Walking Dead's and the Game of Thrones and whatever the fuck else there is, you don't like spoiler alerts, y'all. So I didn't really want to, I didn't want to do this podcast like the weekend after the week after the tour, after the show I saw, because he still had like three dates left and that's like fucked up to spoil it for everybody because people listen to this shit. They listen to it, you know, all over America and now overseas. That's right. I'm a rapper from Southern Colorado, small town Colorado. And I got you guys listening to me overseas in New York, in L.A., in Texas. Thank you, guys. So, make sure you uh, keep up with me, y'all. Um, I got a lot of people that I know personally that I run into in town at the store and shit. Sometimes you catch a motherfucker at Walmart or at the dispensary or the fucking park or fucking something. Hey, David, you still rapping? You still do the rap music? fucking fuck you bro fucking fuck you follow the movement follow the fucking movement y'all like the facebook page Emiliano Manson I the only thing i post to twitter is what i post to instagram and it goes to the facebook and the twitter at the same time i don't really use twitter but follow me on instagram because that's where you can follow up uh, that'll keep you updated Straight up, that'll let you know when a new episode of this podcast drops, where to find my album, where to find the music video, uh, just daily videos, I'm gonna start posting more, it's hard cause I'm a fucking old head, um, pisses me off to fucking make these videos like, hey, what's up guys, fucking, over. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm the old I'm the old guy trying to get used to this shit, this digital technology shit. Still, so I will be posting a lot more. But as far as promotional stuff, you can find out everything on Instagram, man. At Manson eight three zero five M A N S Y N eight three zero five. We twenty weeks in this podcast, strong baby. Twenty one episode, twenty episodes or twenty one episodes, fucking strong. Shout out to Anchor for making all this fucking happen. You guys are fucking amazing. Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, fucking Stitcher Radio, you know, even the Anchor app, you know, if you use Pocket Cast, I'm on Pocket Cast as well, you know, go back into the, I like saying this, this makes me feel like a cocky prick, go back into the archives and fucking, I got some dope shit, man, uh, this podcast is nuts, man. We cover a lot of topics. No subject goes untouched except a couple because I'm stuck in my ways and I don't care about offending anybody. And if I have to get canceled and banned, I will. But we will try to avoid that shit. But, like, yeah, man, I got podcasts on almost every every subject, man. Fucking to tips on how to be a better person to breaking down Colorado's third largest fucking wildfire to... I tell a cool ass story on how I lost a hundred pounds. I took you guys on a road trip with me to go buy some CBD, and we heard an employee yell at her. We heard a fucking local business owner yell the fuck out of her employee and on microphone, and we caught that shit on fucking audio. Uh, I do a lot of paranormal stuff too, guys. Uh, a lot of paranormal stuff. A lot of conspiracy stuff. Uh, I like to tell ghost stories and horror stories. I like to trip myself out and freak myself out and tell you guys, you know, creepy, cool stories and shit. Um, The last episode I did, I took you guys on a ride with me to the dispensary to go buy some marijuana. And I told the story of how I turned down a million-dollar recording contract. So, that was fun. Um, By the way, I do apologize for the uh, you know sexual explicit comments I made towards your mom undergoat 19 on Instagram. This week he is undergoat 19 on Instagram. last week he was the dot connector 19 on Instagram and the week before that he was the hip hop dot connector on Instagram. Um, if you are hearing this, he is the undergoat 19 on Instagram. Do not work with him. He is a liar, a scam artist, a, I'm pretty sure he fucking stinks. I'm pretty sure he doesn't wipe front to back. He don't wash his hands. He don't drink water. He, he don't brush his teeth. You know, you can definitely tell he don't brush his teeth. You stinky looking son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, if he tells you that he's going to get your video on world star, don't believe him. You know, if he tells you he's going to get you a fucking label meeting with Atlantic Records, don't believe him. He is a scam artist. He is a fucking snake. And he is a liar. And he got mad and blocked me because I called him an industry fag. (laughs) Because I told him that he didn't know how to do his job because he literally dropped the ball on the fucking hottest artist in Colorado Um, Turn around and tell me, fuck you, bub. <laughs> nah, man, but it, it was a cool experience. You know, his mom can cook. She is an amazing fucking cook. You know what I'm saying? Tremendous. Tremendous. The best soul food I ever ate. Under goat 19 The best soul food I ever ate. Fucking, mm. ah, fucking delicious. Delicious. But yeah, man, um... I don't really know what else to say. New episodes drop every week. It's supposed to be every Monday, but shit happens. You guys know how the fuck that goes. Uh, is there any other cheap plugs that I want to... Anything else I want to say before I sign off for this motherfucker? Um, you know, I already plugged all the social medias. YouTube, go to YouTube. And you know that little magnifying glass that you could type shit in. Type in 8305 TV wants the end of the world music video. Shot fucking downtown Denver. Done in 4K. Done the right way. Shout out to Anderson Flicks. We gonna link up soon for another one. But yeah, man, the music videos out. The whole album is out right now. Go to my Instagram, Manson Eight Three Zero Five, and the link is in the bio, man, and it take you to the album. The album's out now. It's called Red Rum. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, Google, Title, iHeartRadio, Amazon, fucking all the tracks is on YouTube. You're sleeping on your boy, man. Wake the fuck up and, and start listening to some dope hip-hop. Why? Because you guys deserve it. Trust me. Your ears have not cummed in a while. Emiliano Manson will make your ears come you Your ears will come all over the place once you listen to my shit. Damn, that's fucking dope. I just thought of that. I'm glad I got that on fucking audio. <laughs> but yeah, man. The album's out. Um... The podcast is out all major platforms. New episodes every single fucking week. Yo you guys know the deal. You know what's up. You know we ain't fucking around anymore. And uh Yeah, man. Uh I'm I'm doing good, I guess. I mean I got healthy. I lost over a hundred pounds. I quit fucking drinking. Um Got the album out, music videos out, podcast every week. Guess you can say I got my shit together. Let's hope I don't fuck it up. Knock on some wood. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah, man. So, hey we gonna end this podcast now with a little music um you heard a little bit of it before so here's a little more <laughs>